0: So excited that uh, Ruth and Amy signed up. We actually talked a couple of weeks ago. They've had a couple of weeks' notice, but I think the idea of sharing something with you was already brewing in their hearts. I'm kind of guessing. Um, so it's been with some anticipation. Uh, I'm going to let them explain what's been what God's been doing in their life, and I'm sure many of you, as a community, know that we've been uh, praying for these two, like both of you. Both Amy and Bruce, and um, yeah, we're actually to, we're we're fortunate, and we are glad, and we're grateful that we're in this place hearing from them now. I wonder if you could just uh, reach your hand out to them, and just we're going to pray for them. So, Holy Father, you are never far away. but your love pursues us. Your salvation pursues us. And still we are encouraged by your your word, Lord God, to pursue our salvation, to pursue our healing, to pursue our reconciliation, to pursue, pursue our path and our way in this world, to pursue these things in our life. And Lord, you are diligent. You reward us as we pursue you. You stir hearts, you awaken our hearts. And we just pray for these two. Jesus. Um I get an image right away. I, I don't know what kind of what kind of stoves you guys have in your house, but we have this, we have a gas stove in our house, gas oven, and I can. And uh, it takes a while for that thing to heat up, but once it gets heat- heating up, it cooks really well. But uh, how many you know when you take a dish out of the oven, you're supposed to actually put something on your hand before you grab it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's usually a good idea to have a sufficient mitt on it or some sort to do it. We always think that we can skimp. I still have a memory of skimping, and that hurt. But I feel like that. I feel like with you too, like that there is. There is something that God has been doing that is like just being freshly brought out of the oven, so to speak. And, and it, it smells good. It's fragrant. It's just great. And I feel my appetite kind of rising. Never mind, I haven't had lunch yet. That's not one of those things. And, but my spiritual appetite do you feel your spiritual appetite's just rising? I do. Well, we bless you too. Just to have freedom, we bless you as friends, and uh, we welcome you here in this space. Did
1: I have to pass through the fire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That took me back to camping when I was in uh, my teens and grabbing a hold of a Ooh. aluminum <coughs> aluminum pot handle that was on the fire. I had a handle print on my hand for a couple weeks is memorable I haven't thought of that in years okay um is everybody back there hearing us because we're hearing ourselves really really well and that's scary (laughs) one of those people that you know when I hear my voice it's kind (laughs) of what's going on too loud am I talking here no okay um so uh let's see everybody hearing us now yeah okay if you uh you know stop hearing me because i talk kind of quiet you can or do this that's better than this that's got bad meaning <laughs> Is that a cultural thing? yeah okay so it's really nice to uh not be talking about being sick anymore an awful lot of that in the last seven months. Yeah, it's really good. Thanks. So um, I'll let Amy start. We're
2: going to begin with reading Psalm 91 to you. So because that was with us a lot through the whole time. Um, So Psalm 91 protection of the Most High the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty I will say to the Lord my refuge and my fortress my God in whom I trust he himself will deliver you from the hunter's net from the destruction from the destructive plague he will cover you with his feathers You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in the darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon. Though a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, this pestilence will not reach you. You will only see it with your eyes and wit- it witness the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord my refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place, no harm will come to you, no plague will come near you, your tent or boat. For he will give his angels... His angels' orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with your hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. Because he is lovingly devoted to me, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he loves my name. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and cover him and give him honor. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. So, um,
1: mm, do you want to hold that? uh, I just thought, um, might add that uh, as well there's uh, isaiah 43 which um you know psalm 91 kind of talks about nothing bad ever happening to you which isn't actually the case here <laughs> but whereas uh, isaiah 43 says you know don't fear for i am with you through the fire through the flood you know i will be there with you So, uh,
2: so yeah, for the last seven months, Bruce, um, seven months ago, Bruce was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So this is our story. And um, nobody walks out of the oncologist's office. Oh, good idea. Being told that you're cancer free I was in shock, but anyway. um, A few background details. Um, All my life I've struggled with the fear of loss and death. I lost my mother when I was four. So this was keeping me from trusting him and going really deeper. Um, The Father's faithfulness through all this has been so evident Um, and with pictures and words just too many to share the details of otherwise we'd be here till tomorrow Um, but my story begins with last July um, and August the father asked me if I was ready to go deeper with him and um, highlighted Psalm 89, which, um, 8 and 9, that says, O Lord God of hosts, who is as mighty as you, O Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging of the seas, and when its waves rise, you still them. Um, I just understood that in order to walk in his light and rejoice in his name all day long, which is in verse 15 and 15 to 18 just a few verses down that you needed to understand how big he was or he is sorry <laughs> and dismiss the raging of the seas part and forgot about them we were about to go on a boat we'd been through some storms you know I didn't really like to think of the raging seas um, So I pressed in to dwell in his presence and rest under his shadow. And one of the pictures uh, he gave me up at Debbie and Dave's house was I kind of realized that their living room is a bit, is all white and painted like a box. And God said, you're sitting in the covenant, um, the box of the covenant. Often when I have my quiet time, I imagine myself sitting under the wings of the covenant. But here God moved me inside, um, sort of in the box. And um, he he said, rest under his wings and enjoy the ride. Didn't think much of it. Um, Yeah, okay, enjoy the ride.
1: Yeah. Um, so I went to the, um, I had a cat scan back in November. Um, and I was getting the results back from the doctor, but I was kind of, wasn't went there not expecting anything because I, the, um, pain that I was experiencing that, you know, had gone away months ago. So I I thought, Oh, well, we'll just go find out what it is or what what's going on. Anyway, he, um, I find him really difficult to understand as well. So I kind of got neoplasm, pancreas, blastoma, oncologist. And um, I didn't, uh, you know, didn't really kind of register. Um, I knew, I knew what, you know, that meant pancreatic cancer, but he was pretty calm and nonchalant and yeah, so I, I wasn't alarmed. Besides he, he'd also, I, I thought he'd said something about maybe, so I, I thought maybe there's some, you know, possibility that there's nothing. No no sense getting worried. Um, <clears throat> but as I drove to work, I, I started to, it started to sink in. I was thinking, hey, uh, everybody I know, I've known, because they're all gone, who's had pancreatic cancer, they died in like three weeks. Um, and uh, one of those people was my mother. And, um, And, you know, when I thought that, I kind of started to panic a bit, which isn't good when you're driving. Um, But, but, you know, immediately I thought, well, you know, that just means I'm graduating early, (laughs) right? And, uh, you know, that thought really calmed me down. And uh, so I just went back to work. And fortunately, I only had one client that afternoon, so I had lots of time to think, which wasn't really a good thing. Um, so I, um, (coughs) decided to consult with Dr. Google. (laughs) Well, you know, what do you do? Somebody tells you news like that and they don't give you anything else, right? It's, you want to know what the future holds. (laughs) So, um, what I read was, um, that uh, 2% of people diagnosed with pancreatic cancer last a year after they diagnosed. Um, so that kind of freaked me out, <laughs> That that, that maybe became a lot more important. So I called the doctor to try and get a better idea what he was saying. And, um, <clears throat> um, he, he said that it wasn't an absolute, it just looked like cancer. So the oncologist would have to kind of decide on that. So that gave me a reason to go and go into denial. So I just kind of went, okay. <laughs> It's, um, yeah, um, let's see. Okay, I, I finished that, okay.
2: My initial reaction was basically shock and panic, um, but through it, um, I kind of knew God had got me in
1: this, um. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I had to, um, kind of more reconcile to this. Um, I just had a friend die in September from, from cancer and he was like a real dear brother in the Lord. He's, you know, he was like a pillar of the church. He's very faithful, love God. And, uh yeah, he just died. And um, so I kind of found it a bit hard to think, well, I'm special, I'm gonna, God's gonna heal me. Um, And, you know, I think of the other friends have lost quite a few. And, um, and so I, and and I, you know, in some ways like to, I guess, you know, there's two ways you can go. You can kind of go into denial and go, well, you know, I'm gonna be okay. Or. You know, just trying to convince yourself that God's going to heal you for sure, um, or you can also kind of look and go, well, you know, what is death anyway, and uh, and reconcile to that because we're all going to die. It's you know, this is would just be maybe the thing that's going to take me. And um, you know, the the one of the verses that spoke to me years ago was uh, Hebrews two fifteen, which is. Jesus came to set free those who, through the fear of death, had been uh, held captive all their lives, right. And so the fear of death has a real negative kind of impact on our, our, uh, our, you know, ourselves. It makes us slaves, really, imprisons us. And um, you know, he, he, you know, of course, we aren't going to die, but we probably are going to die. <laughs> all of us, right. So. Um, he didn't set us free by saying you're never gonna die. He said, he set you free by saying you're never gonna die, die. He set us free from that fear of the second death. Um, and so, because we're, because of him, we don't have to fear the first death. And, and that's a, a challenge, I think, that we all, you know, that, that, you know, that was a challenge for me to, to do that. Um, so after four days of kind of being in denial, happily, um, the doctor called up and told me it was cancer. And then it was stage two. So because it was stage two, it was operable. And so he referred me to a surgeon. Um, <clears throat> I had that day off. And so I I prayed <laughs> and, uh, and called some friends to to talk to. But when I, I prayed, I, I felt like um, what came to me was uh, David saying, you know, I always beheld the Lord before my face, right? Or before me, going before me. And, and I thought, how did he get like that? How did he, cause I'm not like that. I don't, I don't you know, see God before me all the time. And um, of course the answer came pretty quick, which is that, uh, you know, David faced death on a regular basis from Saul for probably 10 years or something. You know, so he, uh, and, and other challenging circumstances, right, that, uh, um, and so he, he he really learned to kind of continually be relying on God. And it was the fear of death working in him. You know, and, and uh, I think, uh, so I, I kind of thought okay well you know I think that's what God is is doing you know that through this is that it's going to you know help me with my my faith um and help me to uh yeah become more focused cuz nothing focuses me like death <laughs> I mean nothing really like um it, it has to be kind of right there or I'm uh I'm, I'm not thinking about it. I'm, I'm really good at distracting myself. I, I grew up with uh, three brothers and a sister and lots of conflict, and I can distract myself from pretty much anything or ignore pretty much anything, as Amy will tell you. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, thanks. She's keeping me on track here. That's good. Thank you, dear. Um And then you know that's been one of the frustrations of my life really with as a Christian is, um, I just get distracted all the time. <laughs> it's uh, something I'm good at. Um, and uh, so, as I kind of prayed about that, I, I really kind of uh, started to hope that that would be something that God would work in me during this time, was to you know develop that focus on him and that ability to keep, that awareness of him. You know, I've been trying to practice the presence of God since I first read about it or heard about it back when I was about 26. I'm 62 now, and I'm still not real good at keeping that awareness of God. Because he's here, right? He's, he's always with us. Pardon? Flipping the numbers? Oh. Uh, I think Dave's a math geek. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> Only math geeks would notice that. I think, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that was one of my, you know, what I really hoped for was that uh, God would uh, kind of help me to become more focused uh, on Him and His kingdom. Um, you know, and. Um, so as I you know, kind of shifted my focus to thinking about Jesus and keeping my eyes on Jesus, like Peter walking on the, on the water, right, it just kind of freed me from the anxiety. And whenever I got anxious, I'd try to refocus on God, the Word, and uh, His faithfulness. Um, <clears throat> okay. We want to
2: thank everybody. Uh, we couldn't have gotten through this storm without you. Um, um and the body praying for us um, or walking with us through this and literally walking with us, encouraging us each step of the way. Um, or the McClungs helping us um, learn things about doing learning the right foods we should eat. Um, and just everybody pl- praying with us or even just painting my bedroom so um, we really felt your support and I want to say a very big thank you um, it, it has been quite a storm but God's given us peace in it
1: um, okay Yeah, okay, thanks, that's a good idea. (laughs) I just crumpled it and put it in my pocket. So, um, you know, I I kind of work with people and child and youth mental health and used to do adult mental health a bit too, but um, a lot of that's helping people kind of work through their early experiences and get free of patterns that they develop. And um, my very very early experiences um, taught me to be uh, independent and uh, self-reliant and uh, somewhat invisible. Uh, one, of my, uh, one of my colleagues once referred to me as a cypher, meaning that I was really difficult to figure out. <laughs> um, I don't mind humor, humor's good. But uh, talking about how I feel about things and think uh, about personal stuff is, uh, you know, it's something I get other people to do. (laughs) Uh, It's kind of ironic that I spend my work life uh, helping other people talk about stuff that, yeah, I wouldn't talk about. (laughs) Well, particularly not in front of a crowd. And that, you know, difficulty focusing, right? That's, you know, the thing that got me through university was deadlines. Artificial deadlines don't work. It has to be the real deal. <laughs> that's, uh, that's why I was, you know, so it'd be like late nights and getting stuff done. And, you know, that's why uh, I was up pretty late last night. And, <laughs> and it was my fault for a change that we're late today. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's, it's, you know Yeah, difficult to uh, To uh, kind of let people know You know, answer all those questions And You know, asking me How are you doing? And um, What do you need? I hate that question What do you need? <laughs> uh, I'm good at not knowing that Really good. <laughs> um, but I appreciate that, right? I mean, that, you know. Um, I, you know, I res- re- recall uh, responding to a question, you know, that question, how are you doing with, uh, I, I really feel surrounded by love, you know, and that's that's a really different experience for me um, to uh, to just feel that sense of being loved by a lot of people. And um that whole becoming visible, like doing this kind of thing, <laughs> uh, I, I also you know knew that that was part of he- the healing path that God had for me that you know, part of healing is just being visible uh. Uh yeah. And so, you know, mostly we talk by you know I've talked with people by phone and and uh went for a lot of walks with uh, Jim and Danielle and really appreciated uh them sharing their experience with prayer and with alternative medicine and uh you know one of the things I did was I repented of all the bad stuff I eat. <laughs> seems like uh everything that i uh, remember everything that you know um everything that pretty much everything that uh, God creates so far as vegetables are concerned is uh is an anti cancer thing it seems i was gonna say almost everything that tastes bad <laughs> is an anti cancer thing that's true too <laughs> but uh That was, uh, yeah, that was kind of an, uh, I think an important thing. That's something I'm gonna continue doing. Um, Okay, so back to Amy. So all through, um, yeah, November, it was good. Had a real good focus. That Fear of death was right there. (laughs) Uh, Struggling with that and um, yeah.
2: So, one thing that uh, Connie asked me was if I had surrendered. Well, that was easier said than done. Yes, I could say the words. But my heart and my gut kind of said otherwise, that um, I was anxious, Um, especially when it came to that day of surgery. but this time, um, but all during the time uh, we were looking at and quoting Psalm 91 and Psalm 23, he restores our soul for his name's sake and that he is our shield. So, setting my eyes on his greatness and looking at the promises he gave us in this psalm and other scriptures was actually very important. Um, so as I set my eyes on him and not the waves, it kind of gave me peace. So I'm a preschool teacher, had to bring the visual aid. Um, when, oh, it's going to blow away actually. (laughs) That's why it's got, that's why it's got a strap on it because you don't go through storms without a wind.
1: if um yeah if paul had been a mariner he would have talked about the souwester of faith instead of the helmet of faith redirecting the waters of oppression <laughs> away from your neck so um
2: anyway i wanted to share a little story that uh, the worst storm we went down was um we went through was we left the north end of uh, Tuxedo Island and we went all the way down the side, um, down the the west, down the, well, the inside passage, but down the west side of Tuxedo Island. And um, we were going against the wind and the current. And the boat would just rise up and slam down and rise up and slam down. Um, anyway, uh so I kind of worried and wondered by whether I'd signed the insurance papers and whether the hull was going to survive the pounding through the waves. And the fact that the waves were so bad that um, our navigation um, maps went out because they got wet and then it couldn't be recharged. And I think that was the end of it. Um, and Bruce said to me... Um, just enjoy the ride. Um, you can't control it. Um, so, uh, anyway, as I was writing all this, I sort of thought about that time. Um, so, through this storm, it's like, yeah, I can't control this. I can't control the cancer. Um, he rules, so, um He rules the raging waves. He ruled the cancer. Um, And whether I was gonna be a widow or not. um, So I came to rest in his almighty greatness, looking at God because um, there really wasn't much I could do to control it. All I could do was set my eyes on him and, and allow his peace. That was what I could control as to whether I looked at the waves or I looked at how big God was. Um, and then I found, so then I found that I was able to dance in this storm. And there's a song about that um, dancing on the waves. Um, so yes, it was that I looked at, at God and not all the what ifs and, um, And I could rejoice um, that whatever God had for us around the corner here, um, he was going to hold me in it. Um.
1: Yeah. um, I left out, well, it's kind of a long story, so... um, Yeah. So you know, yeah, and struggling with uh, trusting the father meant uh, trusting him that he'd provide for Amy and uh, the children as well. um, If I, you know, left. (laughs) Um, I want to, you know, uh, Psalm twenty-three: "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." That that really uh, struck me. it kinda really covers everything. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know? Cause we, you know, I mean, we're needy, right? We're always wanting, <laughs> or needing, we're <Or> both. <laughs> um, like through November, it was kind of a struggle, and then didn't see the uh, surgeon until the uh, December 1st. Um, so about three weeks later, and um, at, at about the same, about a week before I got my diagnosis, this, my sister was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, um, so uh, the day before I was uh, going to see the surgeon, uh, I got news that she died. And, uh yeah. Yeah, and um, so so um, I can remember kind of struggling a bit with sleep because I was kind of thinking like, what am I going to say to this guy? Because I still didn't know much about the cancer, and so it was kind of a question of, well, how much are you wanting to cut out of me anyway, right? What am I gonna, What am I going to be left with if you if I went through this? And then, but at the same time, I also kind of was like, oh, I don't, you know, people were praying that the cancer would just be gone and i was thinking oh i don't really want this to be gone because i was kind of liking the focus that i had in my life through november you know it was kind of a a po- it's such a positive thing and um yeah so we went to the surgeon and uh pretty much the first thing he says is well you probably don't have cancer <laughs> which uh was totally not expected, <laughs> right? Um, there were some reasons for that. when the cancer was quite large and, and it wasn't a uh, totally black mass on my pancreas. It was kind of a mixture of light and dark. <laughs> um, and so it didn't look like a, a regular kind of cancer. And as it turns out, it wasn't uh, the uh, real deadly kind of cancer that usually kills people in less than five years. Um, as the doctor said, it's the uh, e- the Steve Jobs kind of cancer, not the um, Alex Trebecki or whatever his name is, kind of cancer. <laughs> um, and um, so then, you know, we had the question of whether to kind of go through the surgery or not, or whether to, you know, just you know, continue with diet and prayer, which... <sighs> Yeah, those are, you know, non-Christians don't have to deal with that. (laughs) They just go, give me the surgery. (laughs) Generally speaking, I guess, I guess they, but, you know, there's kind of like, what's going to honor God more? And, uh, and for me, it was also kind of more a question of, you know, what's going to do more of a a work in my heart? And uh, I thought of um, uh, Jacob returning to the promised land. And uh, he knew he was going to meet his brother. And he figured he was going to (laughs) die. And uh, so he stayed up all night praying and uh, wrestling with God. And uh, and in the morning, God kind of cheated and dislocated his hip. And uh, it says that he, you know, J- uh, Jacob walked with a limp for the rest of his life. Um, but that wrestling with God and that limp, you know, kind of changed him. And um, and I, I just felt a sense that you know God's leading was to go through with the surgery and to go through with losing a few parts of my body that I kind of was attached to. That turns out. <laughs> And uh, and uh, to trust, uh, just trust God through that process. Uh, it takes a lot of trust to let someone cut you open. <laughs> I think uh, trust in that person, but uh, you know, as Christians, we get to trust God as well. Um, so <clears throat> you know, in the morning of the operation, being a you know therapist, I could recognize that the surgeon was more anxious than I was. <laughs> That worried me. <laughs> uh but uh you know, it uh I I uh I woke up uh, you know, quite a few hours later I guess and yeah, wasn't feeling any pain. <clears throat> um it's funny because like some people are saying, well, we'll pray you get a good night's sleep before the surgery. And I said, forget about praying for me to get a good night's sleep. Pray that the surgeon gets a good night's sleep and pray that he isn't fighting with his wife in the morning or his kids. and <laughs> The stock market doesn't crash and lose the money or something. And the same for the nurses. <laughs> pray for them. <laughs> um, so... Um, <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've also, you know, just to, you know, kind of say so far as healing, I, I you know, I've, I've experienced healing. I had a dislocating shoulder that kind of popped out every night in my sleep when I was about, when I was just a new Christian and had been doing that for about a year. So it wasn't getting any better and they don't get better. And uh, uh, that got healed. Someone prayed for me and Know, kind of a word of knowledge, and that got healed. So I, I, I don't have, a, you know, I, I believe God heals, but, but also I think that um, you know sometimes, He wants us, or there's value in going through the river and through the fire, and that was more what this was about. Um, and Isaiah
2: 43. Now, this is um, verse 1 and 2. Now, this is what Yahweh says. Listen, listen, Jacob, to the one who created you. Israel, to the one who shaped who you are. Do not fear, for I, your kinsman and redeemer, will rescue you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the deep stormy sea, you can count on me to be with you. When you pass through raging rivers, you will not drown. When you walk through persecution like fiery flames, you will not be burned. The flames will not harm you.
1: Right. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, and so even though like choosing that you know kind of medical path of getting the operation, uh, you know, I just appreciated all your prayers and, and it was important, right? Don't think the doctor had a fight with his wife that morning, right? <laughs> his nerves seem probably settled, you know, once he got working, <laughs> that kind of thing, and uh, um. Yeah. And I, I survived. So, um, a, uh, day or so later, one of the nurses commented to me, uh, uh, you know, that she was glad that I'd come through it. Like, and she said it in a way that suggested that she'd been kind of worried that I wouldn't, (laughs) which I wondered about. Anyway, so I said, Oh, you know, uh, I have lots of people praying for me, which she seemed a bit put off by, right? I mean, you know, these people, they spend a lot of time, you know, studying. They work hard. They're in learning and developing their skills. They're, you know, and, and you know, part of prayer, I think, is getting a good doctor who's got good skills, didn't sleep through stuff and that kind of thing. Um, but then she says, so anyway, she says, yeah, all of us nurses had our fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed for you. And I, <laughs> I didn't say it, but I, I thought that's not a great picture. <laughs> you got all the nurses like <laughs> with their fingers crossed in the operating room, hoping. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I don't think there's any scientific research showing that that's effective. <laughs> not like prayer. There is evidence that prayer is effective. <laughs> but uh, yeah, crossing your fingers, probably not. <laughs> but, um, you know, also there's just, you know, there's just so many things that can go wrong. You know, you can, you know, doctors learn their skills and they've got great equipment and good teams, but there's lots of stuff that could go wrong and stuff you can't think of or foresee. And, um, uh, you know, that was, uh, proven out, uh, you know, three weeks after I, uh, or two or three weeks after I got out of the hospital um, I developed a blood clot in my lung and I was feeling so bad at that point I didn't even notice it (laughs) like I didn't notice any symptoms at all I kind of yeah, I guess I sort of noticed it but I thought maybe it's just because I'm sleeping so much and um, the you know the oncologist picked it up because just on a whim she ordered a cat scan like she didn't need one she just ordered it and uh you know so on friday night at five o'clock she calls me up and says are you having trouble breathing <laughs> and i said yeah <laughs> and she says do you have pain in your lungs i said yeah <laughs> and she sounded really worried and she, she said you need to go to the emergency you got a blood clot so um so I went to the emergency and got some medication, and that all got resolved. But um, you know that that was pretty serious, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm really grateful that uh, God brought that to her attention. And it was really in the nick of time. It was like you know, the I looked uh, at the report, and the uh, the guy who was reading the CAT scan didn't notice it until I like, I called the he called the oncologist at 4.30 on Friday afternoon and he managed to get her. So, yeah. So I really appreciate your prayers. They were effective and, you know, I'm here because of that. Thank you. So even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I thought about that a lot, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I will not fear for thou art with me. And, you know, that was one of the things I was really hoping to get was a sense of God's presence. And um, after the operation, I was kind of like going, well, you know, one day I was like, God, I don't really feel your presence. You know, I don't sense your presence in this. And I was kind of thinking maybe I took the wrong path or something. But what came to me immediately was the thought, uh, uh, didn't I get two people to call you today? <laughs> you know, Uh uh, you know, you're his body, right? And uh, we are his body. And, and you know, your kindness, your calls, your prayers, your thoughts, um, you know, that's all, you know, God working through you. And that's a big part of how he talks to us and shows us he's present. But it also got me thinking a bit more about that uh, sense of God's presence as well. Um and and I, I i kind of realized that uh you know probably not for the first time but it just was a different way of thinking about it that um you know when I mean, god is with us that's a fact it's not you know it's not it's just a fact and but our awareness of his presence is is actually something that we have to develop i believe right and, and come back to, and uh, and I th- I think that uh, Thanksgiving is uh, one aspect of training ourselves to recognize and training myself to recognize, because we're acknowledging what's going on right now, right? Like, I'm breathing, you know, <laughs> that's a uh, that's a gift from God, and uh, you know, just everything we have. Friends, the family, the uh, food, the you know, we you know, just giving thanks and everything, and appreciating that, you know, that helps us to be aware that God is with us. Um, so, um, so also, I thought uh, I'd dust off a song that I kind of put together from Habakkuk. Um, back when I was 26 or something. <laughs> and uh, I was just, uh, you know, thinking about things. And I was thinking, you know, more about just that uh, at that point that uh, um, faith and, and trust in God is, uh, isn't about living healthy, you know, in perfect, living in perfect health and prosperity your whole life. It's uh, it's in you know not freaking out when everything goes wrong and and uh, trusting him that he's going to provide you know the solution or the way out or he's going to take us home <laughs> you know so I'm an optimist someday I'm going to die and it's going to get better <laughs> okay so Habakkuk was uh, he's one of those real small prophets uh, three chapters, real easy read um, but he, um, he he was prophesying during a time when everything was falling apart in Israel and they were being dragged off to captivity that, that would be a hard time, right? I think you know and um, you know we have to have faith for healing and for Good things to happen, um, but we also have to have faith through the difficult things. And um, so, I was just thinking about that one and other things. Though the fig tree should not blossom, and there be no fruit on the vine, or if I dwell in the land. Of plenty, the richest blessings, mine. I will trust in the Lord. Though the produce is so, the olive field, and the fields should yield no fruit. All the flock be cut off of the fold, and there be no herd. Joy in the God of my salvation For God the Lord who is my strength and Makes my feet like high seas So that I dance upon high days. As I rejoice across the ocean to people not my own. I'll be a stranger and a sojourner till that day Will I trust in him? By his grace alone I stay to lead me where my salvation. God the Lord who is my second soul. My feet like hinds feet, as I dance upon high places. As I rejoice.
0: So I was going to set you all up at the beginning and say, "Okay, I, I want you to take out a pad and paper, and I want you to write down <laughs> just some things that have been impressed on your heart when they share." Um, what's What's one word co- that comes to you as you hear their testimonies here today? Miraculous, Miraculous thankful, love. Trust, faith, endurance, 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 that's a good word for you, right? Yeah, it's a good word for all of us. Why don't you all stand and... You're quoting out of Hebrews chapter two, verse eight, 18. Well, I was reading 14 and 15. Yeah, uh, it says, uh, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood. The Son also became flesh and blood. Today we partook, right? Didn't we not? Did we not share in his flesh and his blood today? Well, hear that. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. He submitted himself to to that kind of option, to that kind of weakness. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he Set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Such a great word. And so beautifully lived out by both of you. You know, uh, Bruce, I wanted to commend you because, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure who who would tag this, um, the way they would tag this. But they, they suggest that there's only one thing that people fear more than dying is public speaking. <laughs> I, I couldn't, uh, something with you and I, I just lo- I love the spirit of, just the irony that so often comes up. And I thought, man, oh man, is this what it took to get over this fear of speaking? Because I've asked these two, and I've asked this guy, and I have said to him time and again, you have, you have much to share. And that's not putting any pressure on you. I don't want you staying awake at night thinking about that one. But you have, you have faced a couple of nemesis in your life. Uh, and then you took out your guitar and then you sang for us. That was like dancing on your own grave, so to speak, right? <laughs> if, if I can use that. Am I allowed to say things like that? I just did. But I, I see such beauty. This is what God's doing with all of our lives, folks. Just let's hold out our hands to him. And I, uh, there's more that you guys can, I'm sure, uh, share publicly or privately with one another. But So Jesus, um, I'll just pray for the peace of God to reign in our lives and in our homes and our hearts. Thank you for rescuing us from death, Lord God, and delivering us into the kingdom of the Son that you love. May you just be blessed and filled with that love that may just overflow from you. Amen? Amen. Thank you, you too.